Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Welcome to another edition of the Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast. I'm Eric Larson, and I'm here once again today with my research associate, Nolan Stapleton. I'm glad to be here. Could you kind of give us a season overview so far? We've had a pretty good season overview for the corn crop for the most part. Um, Most importantly, we had some opportunities to plant corn during a reasonable time period, both during March and April, and the corn came up and uh, got off to a good start. Um, Had a good stand for the most part, and this is the first year in a long time that I can remember that we're actually going to plant our uh, intended planted acreage, or we were able to have planting conditions that were conducive to allowing farmers to plant the intended acres. So we're going to have a pretty good acreage. And then the growing conditions um, during April and May, particularly during the month of of May, I guess, have been relatively cool and and drier than normal. The, The cool conditions really don't hurt corn production too much. It does tolerate and grow during cooler conditions. Uh, But the dry conditions are are a definite benefit. Um, Typically, we have very moist conditions during April and May, um, where the soil stays saturated during that time period, may stunt corn growth and development, and particularly root growth. When we have dry conditions during May, it definitely benefits root growth, which usually contributes to the potential that we may have higher than normal yields. Now, a lot of that's going to depend upon what happens from here on out, and those are the more important time periods than what happens during May, but certainly I like where we're at right now. As we were traveling last week, we started to notice the first tassels of the season. Could you explain why this stage is so important? Well, it's, it's of all the growth stages in corn, it's the most critical in terms of uh, the growth stages that determine yield potential. There's there's two things that go on, obviously, at tasseling. Number one, pollination occurs, and pollination is ultimately going to determine kernel number, which is one of our important yield components, um, with the other being the number of ears per acre, which is decided, you know, at, when the stand is developed or when plants emerged, and then kernel weights will come into play later in the growing season. But uh, determining kernel number is what we're doing right now, and that's a critically important yield component. But probably even more important than determining that kernel number and successfully pollinating, plants are extremely sensitive to stress at this time period, and that ultimately is going to have a bigger impact on determining kernel number than the actual pollination process, which is usually quite successful. And what I mean by that is that the corn um, is dependent upon the energy supply that's provided to those young kernels during particularly the 20-day period after pollination. So if we have stress during this time period, it aborts kernels because it can't support all of them. So um, that's why management of the crop, if we can do so, and, and environmental conditions during this time period are very important. And from that management standpoint, what are things that we can enhance or possibly hinder in the pollination process? Well, from a management standpoint, there are several different things that could go on. Um, And um, I'll just kind of group these together, I guess, in things that could disturb the pollination process. And we often get questions about overhead irrigation with center pivots, rainfall for the dryland producers, 
or any type of physical disturbance to this pollination process, and that can include top-dressed nitrogen fertilizer as well. And the short answer to this is that none of these things should have a significant impact on pollination, um, and, and that occurs. There, there's several different things that the corn plant has that, that helps them deal with these short-term limitations or these physical limitations. And those include, number one, a huge abundance of pollen. Corn has about 5,000 pollen grains that are shed per each kernel of the five to 600 kernels on an ear that are normally developed. So it produces a, a huge abundance of pollen. And this whole pollination process doesn't occur in a 12 or a 24-hour period or something like that. It occurs normally probably over at least a four to five day period and can be as much as seven days or longer. So we've got a lot of time to work with in order for successful pollination to occur. The other thing is that tassels normally shed their pollen when conditions are favorable. That means either usually early in the morning, late in the evening. It actually has the ability to sense when you know, it's getting a rain or conditions are wet, so it uh, does not shed pollen during those time periods, obviously when it's hot as well. And then silks also have very sticky disposition, actually sticky hairs on the individual silks that will capture and hold those pollen grains so that they do their job as far as pollinating those, those kernels as well. There's a lot of different inherent characteristics that corn has to make sure that it will successfully pollinate if possible. And one thing we would have to be careful with at this time would be the application of a pesticide or a herbicide, correct? Yeah, there's unfortunately many things, I guess, that may go out on the corn crop, either um, usually either just prior to pollination or during the initial stages of pollination, which may cause compatibility issues, you might say, or hinder that plant from doing what it can. Um, most of these are related to the additives or maybe herbicides that may be included in the tank when we're putting something else on the field in terms of a pesticide application. So, um, you know, things I would caution, number one, read the pesticide label and make sure that you don't add, any, add something that's compatible or off-label and uh, only use a pesticide when it's absolutely necessary during that, during that time period to, um, you know, control a specific issue that otherwise would be damaging to the corn. And why is this tassel stage so sensitive to stress? As we grow through the vegetative stages and then hit tasseling, that's the end of the vegetative development. Up until then, the corn plant is allocating 100% of its resources into that vegetation. When it switches to reproductive development, and now you've got little ears on the plant and, and you're starting to develop these, these very small kernels, everything is very small. So it has very poor ability to draw energy reserves from all that vegetation on the plant. That makes the corn very dependent upon the current energy production or the photosynthetic of the rate of the plant in order to provide energy to those young organs. So even though the gas tank is full, you might say, that 
those young reproductive organs have very little ability to draw those energy reserve from the other plant parts. So it's got to have a steady supply of energy going directly to those organs. So the uh, environmental conditions and the photosynthetic rate um, are, are extremely important to those young kernels during the initial stages after pollination occurs. And what environmental conditions would favor a high yield corn crop? Probably the most important thing that I've seen over the years has been low nighttime temperatures, um, particularly over a cumulative period of 30 or more days after pollination. What this does is reduce the respiration rate of the plant. Now you've got two main physiological processes going on with the plant. You've got photosynthesis, which is producing energy, and respiration, which is a draw on that reserve where the plant utilizes um, respiration to basically take care of its internal business. And the warmer it is, particularly at night, the higher those respiration rates are. So it'll burn up a lot more energy if you have high temperatures um, and high respiration rates. So low nighttime temperatures basically means that that plant has more energy reserves to devote to the grain, to devote to, to uh, producing higher yields and less drag on the plant overall. So that's the number one thing that, uh, from an environmental condition standpoint, that I see that favors high corn yields. Um, other things that are going to influence that photosynthetic rate and that energy supply are sunshine. And normally we don't think that that's too much of a limiting factor, particularly during June when we have our longest days of the year. That's, that's all very important and a big advantage for us in the south. Now, if we get, um, you know, a week of extremely cloudy weather, a lot of rainfall, anything that reduces the amount of sunshine that we have, that, that obviously is going to cut down our, on our photosynthetic rates and could hinder our energy supply somewhat. So, uh, you know, sunshine is, is important as well. And then lastly, the other thing that, that's very important, we do have a lot of dryland corn that's produced in the state. So rainfall, particularly over the next 45-day period, is very important for those dryland producers. Up until now, we have, we start out with abundant soil moisture in the profile from our, in our high rainfall climate. You know, we, we have surplus of moisture all spring. We've still got plenty of moisture in our, in our reserves in the soil. Right now, we're seeing soil moisture sensors showing that roots are developing as deep as 24 and 36 inches in the profile from this point moving forward. And uh, we've utilized very few of those, in, those soil moisture reserves to this point. But, um, you know, if we go several weeks without rainfall, then obviously we're going to draw that down and that's going to be a, a limitation on the, uh, the plant's ability to produce high yields in a dryland environment. And when we're talking about this transition phase, what can we do from a management standpoint to help this crop out? Probably the biggest thing, and this goes back to the water management, is uh, we talk about a lot in our programming activities that up until the tasseling stage, corn has plenty of soil moisture in the profile, or a lot of soil moisture in the profile. Its sensitivity 
to drow stress is very low as it enters tassel. So we recommend using a very conservative irrigation strategy up until tassel. That also greatly benefits root growth and rooting depth that I mentioned that we're starting to see now in our soil moisture sensor data in our corn verification fields. Um, but as we get to tassel, we're seeing that water demand, daily water demand increase substantially and the crop is very sensitive to any moisture shortcomings. So at this time period, we, we need to implement a more liberal irrigation strategy than what we did on pre-tassel corn. I hesitate to say a time there because we've got some corn in the state that's four feet tall now and some of it that's already tasseling. So the strategies and the crop water use and most importantly the crop water need for those two different sizes of corn is dramatically different. And we are definitely seeing that in our soil moisture sensor data right now. So um, just realize that a more conservative irrigation strategy up until probably a week prior to tassel. And then once we hit tassel, and for about three to four weeks following tassel, a much more normal irrigation strategy for Mississippi producers where we're irrigating, you know, anywhere from every eight to 12 days and uh, meeting that crop water demand is very important during that time period. And this would also be a time where we need to look at applying nitrogen as well. Well, a lot of folks, especially in the Delta, are top dressing nitrogen fertilizer and putting out an application prior to tassel. Get a lot of questions about the appropriate timing for that specific application. Um, my answer is generally, if, if this is part of a timed top dress program, where everything up to this point has been normal, had normal applications, haven't missed an application, haven't had significant soil saturation or something that's causing dramatic losses during the season, and the crop is 100% healthy at this time, then adding more nitrogen to the, to the corn at a specific time period within reason is not that critically important. In other words, we don't have to worry or fret over whether the nitrogen application is applied 10 days or five days or at tassel, um, just as long as we get it out within a, a two to three week time period leading up to tassel or shortly following tassel, we'll be fine and, and provide that nitrogen that the crop needs at the tail end of the season in order to finish the crop out and reduce your exposure and risk of nitrogen loss due to soil saturation at different time periods during the year. On the contrary, if you've missed a nitrogen application so far, had substantial problems, and the crop is nitrogen deficient, you absolutely want to put that nitrogen out prior to tassel and then have rainfall or some sort of irrigation incorporate that in the soil and try to correct the plant health before it reaches tassel. So those are two vastly different scenarios. Unfortunately, most of the corn in the state, I would say 98% of it or better is generally healthy and this is part of a timed program or a planned program you might say where the top dress timing at nitrogen at tassel is probably not critically important as far as the timing. In fact there can be a bit of an advantage for waiting for that corn to tassel because then all your your leaf whorl is no longer present and it's the leaf burn that, that those granules and nitrogen fertilizer is usually greater when 
that whorl basically acts as a funnel and draws more nitrogen granules onto those leaves, which, which could cause leaf burn and loss of photosynthetic capability of those leaves. I'm just fine with putting out a nitrogen application shortly following tassel as well. Another thing we can discuss would be the automatic fungicide application. That's been a popular question over the years. Um, we've had a lot of experience with that, and Dr. Tom Allen and I have discussed that you know, for a long period of time and, and agree with our assessment there. We basically would prefer that growers and consultants and those, that, those of us that are scouting the corn crop justify that fungicide treatment upon a disease that is threatening the crop and potentially causing yield reduction as opposed to just putting out an automatic treatment and hope that has a positive impact. We rarely have foliar diseases occurring during the tasseling and short time period following tasseling. As the corn matures later on in the growing season, we have a number of different things that typically can come into play. And what we would prefer is that we keep this in our back pocket. And uh, if something does come into play at some point during the season, we can use our field scouting to justify the need for a fungicide application and make that fungicide application if necessary, where uh, we think that that's going to provide a positive impact. If you have any further questions, always feel free to contact us. Thank you for joining us. Please subscribe and follow the Mississippi Crop Situation blog and, and podcast. We look forward to joining you again next time and uh, look forward to seeing you. The Mississippi Crop Situation podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.